Well, Roosters fans, just the two of us this afternoon as Silky and I bring you the sultry sounds of Roosters Radio on a bye week where everyone's a little bit more relaxed. Silky, lots to talk about. Last week's game in Newcastle, well, it's enough of that romantic twang. We've got something to look forward to. It's called Origin, and we've got plenty in there. We've got last week's game, as we said. Coach Robinson takes full responsibility for the loss. JWH, looks like he's going to get a week. He's got a front the judiciary for what can be called a late tackle. Crazy stuff going on. Luke Keary, he's looking at a few weeks off the sideline. And we're going to have a big chat about this origin period. Silky, just the two of us tonight. No shooter, no bells. Wish them the best. Yeah, good afternoon uh, to all our fans out there on Facebook. We are streaming this episode live. And as we said there in the intro, look, it's just the two of us, Bush, bye week. We thought we'd give the players a bit of a break. And, of course, we have a few that we will be talking about, namely our four origin stars. Actually, we should say five because uh, Victor Radley is the 19th man. Yeah. But uh, if you have been living, living in a cave, of course, Teddy, uh, Boyd Corden, Captain Angus Crichton and Latrell Mitchell all being selected for the Blues. And we're going to go up there next week, Bush. We are up there on Wednesday to have a look at the Origin Silky and cheer on our mighty Roosters and our New South Wales Blues. And I might add that uh, Roosters Royalty was in the studio before, just in our other studio, Studio B, the great Count Anthony Minicello, who was, uh, you know, got the highest amount of games. He was our captain, two grand finals, World Cup winner, Golden Boot winner, State of Origin legend. Couldn't make it, though. That's why it's just the two of us. That's why it's just the two of us. But, look, uh, let's look back to last Friday night's match. It was was tough to watch. And uh, if you haven't seen Coach Robinson's press conference, I uh, implore you to have a look because uh, the honesty with which he um, held himself there in front of uh, the press. Well, he held himself to account. Yeah. He just basically got up and, and, and answered all the questions. It was an awkward loss for the Roosters. We weren't expecting 38 to 6. And I think Newcastle Knights fans... The question was asked him throughout or the later part of the conference, was it a bit disrespectful to rest Cooper Cronk? He shirked no responsibility. He did not avoid any questions. He actually just looked down the barrel and answered it really honestly. And, you know, that's a sign of a great leader. And that's and no panic. He said, mate, it's the loss that, you know, sort of was... No, well, what he did say was we were horrible tonight. Yes. <laughs> they, were, they were his exact words. So, and they uh, were horrible. Yeah. By their own account, they're horrible. We, we, we don't get on here and, yep. and, you know, talk negatively about our players. We love our Roosters and, you know, it's a positive vibe in this uh, studio. It's a positive vibe at Roosters Radio. But I think if you ask the players, they almost tried too hard. But let's let's just stop for one second and acknowledge. I spoke to Andrew Johns on Sunday. His, uh, you know, son plays down at the, the Mighty Paddo Colts. I spoke to Cam Clark, who was in his company. And they said, as a Roosters fan, I've got to tell you, it was a terrible night to watch football. As a rugby league fan, the atmosphere and the electricity in that stadium, you kind of felt, you know, you felt a bit of pride for Newcastle and went, good luck, good on you, congratulations. It was a great win. They were brilliant, you know, in every position. They outmuscled us in the forwards. They outplayed us. Mitchell Pearce was at his best. Yep. And, uh, you know, credit where credit's due. I think also the crowd, the crowd really got behind them. I think there was about 25 or 28,000. 28,000. And it, was, it, it, it looked unreal on the TV. It would have yeah. been great to be up there. And I think from the kickoff, where you knew that they were they turned up ready to play, and the intensity with which they played with, they uh, they played the full eighty minutes at that intensity. There was one set of six with the Roosters um, mid second half. We got a penalty. We kicked for touch, and off the off the tap kick, I forget who the player was. He, he got driven back about 15, 20 meters. Then the second hit up, uh, the player got driven back another ten meters. It was by the fifth tackle, we got back to where. We actually we got the tap kick from. But uh, no, hats off to Newcastle. Uh, you know, Mitchell Pearce had an absolute blinder of a game. Connor Watson was dangerous from um, from dummy half. And 
you know what they um, they turned up and they got the they got the two points. A couple of talking points. Luke Keary's injury it uh, looked pretty nasty, and you know we know that we, we know Luke's a, a very very tough player who plays way above his weight. Yep. Um, we all saw it, and you know there wasn't a lot in it, but it was probably the head slam that really got him. And uh, you know a player of his caliber to you know have have that happen to him would have happened to anyone. And he just you know walked off in a bit of a daze. It's a shame to lose him through this period. He's missed out on Origin. What are your thoughts? I feel really sorry for him. I actually sent him a message uh, over the weekend wishing him all the best. I know you had a brief uh, discussion with him uh, earlier today, Bush. So, yeah, look, the media is saying, the press is saying, potentially out for four to six weeks. Um, He Even when we spoke to Minnie earlier today, he said, um, you know, he could be a couple of weeks on the sidelines. I think think he has to be. I think it's about his third or fourth concussion this season. So, of course, um, you know, we, we wish him all the best and, and hopefully he comes back, um, you know, in a couple of weeks' time, fit and ready to play. The good news is he's in the hands of the professionals, so uh, they know what they're doing. The doctors are great up there, and I'm sure that uh, they'll have him in, um, you know, in good good shape to come back onto the field. And we just can't wait as Roosters fans, but we do wish him the best because not pretty to see. No, definitely not. Now, what about this talking point? The uh, Jared Wira Hargraves judiciary, which is going to happen next week. Uh, look, depending on how you see it, I mean, the fact that he has to front judiciary, I think, is quite. Um, laughable for a late tackle. I don't know the last player that had to front the judiciary and, and face a possible two-week suspension for a late hit. There wasn't any uh, c- contact with the head that I saw. What were your thoughts? Yeah. Talking point. As you know, I'm uh, an avid trainer with the uh, Brett Gillard G unit. Brett, our leader, our former rooster, retro rooster on yep. this show with Luke Curiel in the year. Also with him, Troy Ruggless, sitting down having a coffee after a little session this morning. Two of the toughest blokes I know are Brett Gillard and Troy Ruggless. And they both said, look, there was nothing in that. Brett said it was very old school. He said, I just loved how he come down. He said, look, might have been a little bit late. I'll, I'll concede yep. that, and it's a 10-minute sin bin. But 10 him, in the bin, I ten, think, would have been fair, and I think Newcastle end would have of section. That. End of section, yep. correct. But you cannot have a situation where you've got a player like Jared Weir Hargrave fronting the judiciary like this. It's just craziness. Look, he, he's got a, um, a track record. There's, there's no two ways about that, but I think maybe on that point alone, that's the reason that he's fronting the judiciary is simply because of who he is and because of his record. So... Look, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll put up a, a good defence, and I hope sanity prevails. And uh, you know, we'll see Jared in two weeks' time when we take on the Bulldogs. Yeah, we sure will. And I tell you, you know, he he's got a bit of form, Jared. Uh, you know, he'll be disappointed with this one yeah. because I think that he, uh, you know, often uh, now he's a bit of a target for referees, and they all think to themselves, um, you know. Jared Weir Hargraves, you know, straight away. They would have been better off giving him 10 straight in the bin. Absolutely. That's, that's how it goes. Yeah, definitely. Bush, let's just move on to, you know, we're, we're going to talk origin after the break, but the origin period. Now, this time last year, um, we blooded quite a few young players. And, um, I mean, there was two games in particular that stand out for mine. There was the game against the Titans and a game against Manland where I think we put about 50 on them. But with the injuries we've had, uh, this season up to uh, this season so far, how do you see this origin period for us? Because I think it's going to be real tough and I think uh, it's important, particularly during this origin period, we're going to have to blood some new players. Um, but, you know, we need to win more than we lose to keep in that top four. I think it's going to be a real potential turning point for our season. Massive. I think this period's the toughest period for us that we've ever faced. If you can think it back a couple of weeks ago, I think it was the Tigers game. Uh, you know, in a few games, Satili Tupanua comes on, yep. he impresses. You know, you, you've got, uh, you know, the depth has been shown at the Roosters. You've got Luttrell missing from our centres. And, you know, you saw last week he moved out of position. I don't think it's his position 5'8". You can't judge him on one game. Yeah. But he's so damaging in the centres. It's unbelievable. So in the centres, we've got, you know, someone coming through to replace Luttrell. We've got our captain Boyd who does those tough carries in the forwards. 
you know, and the boys are up for it. But last week we were sort of, you know, we our depth, we looked at our depth and went, wow, is it a bad day at the office or they just tried too hard? They just didn't get the chocolate. Look, I just think they, they've they come off a, a pretty long and, and tough campaign. We've played a lot of the top eight sides. Uh, and I think after that Broncos game, you, you were just – or actually I'll go back even further. I think after that Canberra game, you could potentially start to see a few cracks. We held on just to uh, to knock off Canberra. Then we went up to Brisbane again and played a, a Broncos that needed to win. And then, of course, we've had um, the Knights at home. So, I mean, we've, we've had some pretty tough games back-to-back. I think, personally, the bye couldn't have come at a better time for the Chooks. Oh, 100%. They'll lap the bye up and they'll come back. The good news is, though, you've got Cooper Cronk sticking, stepping into halfback. When, when they do come back, who's going to lead him around the park, who's got so much experience. And I hope the young players that have come through, you know, are going to show the type of uh, skill and, you know, the, the games they can play like they did in that period a couple of weeks ago with the Tigers, and we blooded quite a few. Bush, one thing I do want to say also, we have the upcoming the business breakfast. Oh, business breakfast at East Leagues. East Leagues. Yes, we'll talk about that after Sydney the break. Roosters Business Chamber. After the break, you're on Roosters Radio, Silky and Bush, just the two of us. <laughs> Welcome back to Roosters Radio. <laughs> All this new technology, so we're zooming, we're looming, we're uh, you know we're using the power of technology. Facebook Live. What else you got us doing today? Oh, mate, we've got plenty going on. I want to shout out also. We've got a lot of fans on our Roosters Radio, the Radio Facebook page. We've got a lot of fans up in Papua New Guinea, Bush, as you know. Yes, we've got over you know, but probably about a hundred or so that are mad Roosters fans. We all know it's the uh, it's the national game up there. So a uh, big shout out to all our friends over there in yes. uh, Papua. A big shout out to our fans up there, and I hope they're tuning in, mate, and getting their roosters fixed on a weekly basis. We know how much they love the rugby league. Well, let's talk about the state of origin, Bush, because we've got a week and a bit to go. As we said earlier in the introduction, we're going to go up there and watch uh, this game. Never seen a state of origin up at Suncorp, so I'm looking forward to that. But the matchups, you know, I think Teddy's probably in the, the form of his life. We've got Boyd Cordner, who I think is also playing some unbelievable football. Angus Crichton, uh, Freddie was in the paper the other day saying he was probably not playing the, the best football of his career to date, but he's sticking loyal. And, of course, Luttrell, well, he's had, a pro- I think, his own admission, a probably slow start of the year. I'm hoping that, you know, getting back into camp, he'll be able to, you know, turn things around. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, if you look at Teddy last week against Newcastle on the form he's been in, in a losing side, he just did not stop. You know, you had... Uh, Unbelievable. Tupu, who's not in the origin side, but just, you know, give him a shout-out. Um, you know, Robbo mentioned him yeah, in the press conference. Yeah, you know what, he, he should, just on Tupu, you know, he, he must have only just missed out. So, oh, mate, uh, it would have been some tough decisions. Yeah. You know, you said Latrell by his own admission hasn't had a great season. Latrell's done some things this year no one's seen in 10 years, yeah. and possibly ever. You know, the way he's playing, but I think he's got a string together a little bit more consistency in all areas of his game from what the experts say. We're not the experts, but I'll tell you what, I wouldn't mind being Latrell's position as a young player coming through. And I think this origin will do the world of good for him because yep. I think it'll just get him in that powerhouse mode that he was last year. Angus Crichton's the same. We all know Angus's form. I thought Angus has been playing quite I, I, well. I agree. I think he's been a bit maligned this year. He's so playing on that right side. Uh, and, you I know, think his form's been too criticised. a little bit of critical of, of Joey Manu too. I don't believe so. I think, you know, there's no secret that our attacking side is our left side. And you know that the the players on the right just don't see as much football in scoring opportunity as the as the guys on the left. Yeah, and you've been saying it all year. Angus has been solid. I think he Absolutely. has been. I think he's been really solid. And I'm so pleased that Brad Fittler stuck with him. I reckon he and Latrell will come out of this campaign, this Origin campaign, just electric. You know, on fire and ready to play. If you look at Trent Robinson's uh, coach Robinson's press conference, he says the same thing. He said, if you've got a player that is picked in Origin, you'll drive him there. It's it's a cost on one side but you know what you get out of the back end. And at the back end, you get this 
player that's just ready to rock and take the world on. Victor Radley, really pleased for Victor Radley. Yep. Congratulations to Victor. And There's another player going to learn from being in camp with the Blues. 100%, you know. And I'll tell you one thing I've got to say uh, from a Queensland point of view. I feel so sorry for this absolute legend of our club. He's a fan favourite. Jake Friend, 70 tackles a game. You know, the year that Cameron Smith retires, he was an absolute lay-down and he injures that bicep. So, you know, our heart goes out and our thoughts are with Jake and his speedy recovery, but he would have been absolutely in there with a real shot. Whilst talking about the Queensland team, Bush, uh, there was an article in the uh, Sydney Morning Herald today that referenced, uh, well, the Roosters fans would be quite familiar with this man, the coach whisperer, Bradley Charles Stubbs, who we know listens to uh, the Roosters radio. Big fan of Roosters radio. Up there in Queensland himself, so... Hello, Stubbsy. Uh, look, Kevy's uh, engaged Bradley Charles. You, you would have seen Stubbsy uh, in the coach's box. What's your thoughts on that tactical ploy by the Queenslanders to uh, get the man expect to win, expect to win, expect to win, done, 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 BCS in the box? Well, you got that right too. What are look, your thoughts? I, I'm a fan of Stubbsy, as you know, and uh, you know I think Coach Robinson has him in the box. He sees something in him last year. He utilised his programs to you know get best out of the players best out of the situation. Uh, we all know that he reads energy. He's worked with the likes of Michael Checker. You know, he's worked with um, Eddie Jones. He's worked with Trent Robinson. He, Michael Maguire. He's worked with Michael Maguire at South Sydney when they first won. We sat next to him on our Bondi Beach radio program and he said, I will work with Madge Maguire and South will win the comp. He said it in March. It's now five years later and he's worked with Graham Arnold as well and they yeah, had success yeah. in the Sydney FC. There's something he's doing that is right. So for Queensland to uh, jump on board the juggernaut that is becoming the global juggernaut that is becoming Bradley Charles Stubbs, all I can say is expect to win, expect to win, expect to win, expect to win, done, 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 which is his motto. <laughs> How do you see the game? I think Queensland will get us game one, I think, up there. That's my personal yeah, opinion. I, I, look, I, I, don't don't know, what, I don't know I, what it I is. I couldn't have a bet on it. I couldn't back the Blues. I know. I think, I'm, uh, I'm talking with my betting head. My yeah, heart's with New South Wales. I'll be out there with my blue scarf on and uh, antagonising as many cane toads as I can um, within the law. But I can say to you safely that uh, I think Queensland just – there's something about them. They're, they're just that underdog sort of mentality. They're just coming in under the radar. We've come off the back of a series win last year, which is the first time. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. They won nine series before that. We won one in the middle. And, you know, they're an amazing side. And everyone says it. You put a maroon jersey on some kid from some farm out somewhere, and all of a sudden he grows seven foot tall. I, I, do, I mean, the only thing that I, uh, I look at the Queensland team, they've got Morgan playing in the centres. Now, for me, he's out of position. You got DCE at seven, uh, and then who's the five eight for Queensland? Oh, Cameron Munster. So Morgan, Morgan's. I don't know what side of the field he's going to play, the left or right. But we've got some pretty big. I mean, our centres are big boppers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Morgan's a fantastic player, but I reckon they're a little bit light on out, out wide there on the fringes. Um, you know, I'm hoping Frizzell pulls through. He had a HIA um, concussion on the weekend too, so hopefully he'll pull through. I think Ryan Madison's actually the 18th man, and he's been playing fantastic football for the Tigers, so they don't lose much either way there. But uh, look, these generally, we all know these games are always, you know, it's at home, it's in barge, Brisbane, and it's going to be tight. But um, you know, I think for 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 points, I think we've got more points in us. It's whether Queensland can can defend well enough to, to stop the juggernaut that's New South Wales. But I think, uh, like you said, up there at home, the sellout crowd behind them, they're always a you know six to eight point better side up there. Well, so we'll you know we'll I don't know it's six to eight. I think it's Queensland seventeen, New South Wales sixteen as a, that's my head bet. All right. And my heart is New South Wales twenty two twelve. So there you go. Got two options for you. Two options. Wow. Well mate, you gotta go with the head and the heart. All right. Well I think I think it could be a golden point game myself. Uh, coin toss. I've got to stay with the Blues. You have to. You've got it. 
Well, what does your betting head say? What if you were putting money, if you had $1,000 in your pocket, you're going to the tab? Probably a bit much. But I'll anyway. tell you what, I'd put it on the uh, under 39. And who's your first try scorer? First try scorer. Great question. Latrell. There you have it, fans. Well, look, enjoy the week off. What do you got plans other than going up to Queensland? Yeah, mate, as you know, I like to get around, uh, you know, the culinary sites of Sydney and, uh, you know, pop in and get a dumpling here and there with you and, uh, you know, a little coffee here and there. So, mate, I'll just take it easy. And the Mighty Paddock Colts are still playing. So the Roosters have got to buy some. My junior, my beloved junior league club. We've got our coach, Brett Dallin, here for the under-sevens. Uh, great coach of the Colts. And uh, I'll be out cheering Jules Parry and other former Colts. Just getting in here all the time and... Uh, Mate, having a great weekend. Well, that's it for another episode of Roosters Radio. I can see Anthony Pellicano thinks that the New South Wales pack will be too big and too strong there on Wednesday night. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East to win. You and I.